Hello and welcome back to the Creators Chronicles podcast, where we help you build on your creative skills and empower you with an unshakable level of confidence to pursue your very own creativepreneur journey, where you come up with creative solutions to real-world problems and become valuable enough to exchange your goods for cash and therefore turn your creativity into cash flow. In this episode, we answer the age-old question of can you mix artists In this episode, we answer the age-old question of can you mix the artist's world with the business owner's world? And Kate and I share stories as how these beliefs have changed and shaped our past, future and present and how by switching your mindset and belief around the artist's world and the business world can lead to a much more fulfilling life. So without further ado, let's dive into The Creator's Chronicle. Hello, uh, CIC Creativity and the Cashflow family. We are here for the third episode of the Creators Chronicle, which is the podcast that me and Joshua have started. But we've decided that we want to record the podcast live in the group so that we can interact with you guys as we discuss some of the ideas around creativepreneurship that are on our mind and, you know, um, engage you and really share as much information as possible. If you're listening to this outside of the group, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, uh, The Creators chronicle where we inspire creators to who want to change the world because we are creators who want to change the world and so we're hoping to share our insights and um yeah okay i'm not used to opening shows (laughs) live as you can tell josh usually does it but um i took the um go ahead with this episode and the ideas that i had about um embracing business with an artist perspective, um, I think that's something that, you know, we've talked about how artists and business is usually a separate deal. I know I've saw someone else in the group say that business freaks them out, but they're an artist. And so um, I just kind of wanted to clash these two ideas together and really great, um, a great perspective, a new perspective on the creativepreneur um, journey that's been going through my mind the last couple of days. But as always, I'm here with Joshua J. Daniel Stanier. So Joshua, uh, introduce yourself again. Hello, everyone. Uh, that was a wonderful introduction, Kate. Uh, kind of put Kate on the spot before this podcast as we like to push each other's comfort zones into the creator zone. But uh, it's great to be here. I'm excited for this topic. This is something that Kate has wanted to talk about for the last week, 10 days in person. So I just said, Kate, you should do that on the podcast. So I know it's going to be a very valuable episode. And just to affirm the mission of this podcast, it's to inspire people to take the path of creativepreneurship, where you come up with creative solutions to real world problems and make yourself valuable enough to exchange your goods, service or products for cash and therefore turn your creativity into cash flow. That is creativepreneurship. I'm super passionate about it. I love being a creativepreneur and turning my creativity into cash flow. Kate is too. And I want to help inspire and show you guys how to do that as well. So for everybody that's joining live in the group, hello, welcome comments and a welcome. This is an interactive experience and everybody out there, make sure you're in the group. (laughs) Kate, back to you for the content. Okay, yeah, if anyone is watching, you know, what do you classify yourself as? Do you classify yourself as an artist? Do you classify yourself as a business owner? Or do you classify yourself as both? You know, that's an interesting question that I want to pose to our audience and really get your mind thinking about what do you classify yourself as within this online world or in person? Um, Who are you and your identity? 
um, because this is something that me and Joshua have been thinking about for months. Like ever since we connected, we've really been studying at pe studying people in business and studying people who are artists and can kind of going back and forth and being like, oh, there is success here in different ways, but you know they are uh, the same thing essentially um, over time. And you know we see some the business and we see some of the artists and we're like. Well, me personally, I just want to combine them together. I feel like sometimes in business and with specifically online business, we feel like we have to be someone else all the time and post in a certain way, say certain things. And the lack of originality sometimes, the lack of character that's portrayed in some of that just really irks me because I want people to be gen their genuine selves and be confident in that person. And so um, I'm here to just offer like a fresh perspective so like what's been on my mind these past few days is the idea of artists musicians specifically and when musicians make songs they make whatever song they want to whatever comes out of their mind whatever beat speaks to them whatever mixture of things goes that's what they create and then they create a whole album and then they give it to the world and they're like here this is my ideas these are my perspectives these are all of my emotions put into this album form and I really do hope you appreciate it you know and artists change their albums over time and you know it really is a culmination of their whole entire career and it really represents them and their journey in such a unique way and you know think about it for a minute like if you were if you were considering if you were a, if you're a business person right now and the, what you are producing think of it in terms of a song or an album like would your album, would your song sound like everyone else's? Would you just be like the same tune over and over again on the <laughs> same tune going over and over again over the speakers? Or would you have a real bit of originality behind your tune and your songs and your beat and everything else like that? Um, that's just kind of like where I've been in this all. And Josh, let me know, am I making sense here? Yeah, I had to stop Kate from enthusiastically banging <laughs> the table there. She was a... Uh delivering that uh, rendition or speech, but it was very, very uh, heartfelt. And as I'm sure you can tell, Kate's very passionate about people feeling empowered enough to speak their authentic voice. And why that ties in with business is because if you're not doing that, you're probably gonna be lost in the sea of everybody else. So that's why I believe artists are, well, the artist world and the business world is actually a lot closer than you think, is that marketing, especially marketing but content production and sales to be honest is all a form of artwork in my opinion so it was interesting what kate said about musicians um they just produce what they want it kind of it, i was going to challenge you on that a little bit you more were. just because i think they are making what just what they want but the process that they're using is what business people use and what we always talk about is creating an asset and then turning it into something valuable enough to be able to then sell. That's essentially what an artist is doing. That's probably why you feel so passionate. It's like, how, how do they do that? And then nobody says anything because you're maybe associating the business feedback of people caring about what you make. But people do give feedback about albums and they're like, oh, that was kind of a shit album. So that does happen. But isn't it interesting how that process of what we're talking about is business? You create something... See if people like it, and if they like it, they pay you. And if they don't, they're just like, ah, oh, well, I'm probably not using this again. So therefore, they are intrinsically linked. They're basically the exact same thing. They just have different names. And what I'm finding in my 
adult life is that entrepreneur always sounded like great to me. Creative always sounded broke to me or like used to just not be me. You could be a creative person, but how are you going to make money from that? How are you going to put food on the table? Or you can be an artist, which again, my association was just made, made things for the sake of it. But by putting those together, then you got a little recipe called creatorpreneurship. Um, I went off on a bit of a tangent, but back to you, Kate. No, I really liked how you clarified and brought all of my ideas together and to something that really does help me uh, like with translating that business and artistry are together. And I am thinking about now, like there's this movie that me and Josh watched last night and it was called Beach Bum. <laughs> and it's with Matthew McConaughey and he lives as a beach bum who is a writer and his wife is this billionaire, but he just lives life to whatever he wants to every single day and calls himself a writer as a poet, um, exactly like that. And, you know, he lives life in a way where it was so effortless to him and that he was always perceived as a genius to his wife and to his family maybe but you know he never committed to finishing his book he never was like i'm gonna finish my book because he always didn't sorry i don't know why i'm banging it but he never finished his book and as a result you know he didn't get the money that he wanted for it but then the whole rest of this journey is him actually writing the book but i just am thinking about like how many people have so many creative ideas that don't match the cookie cutter things that they're seeing online and so then they don't produce it and publish it because they're i don't i don't know if maybe they're afraid or maybe they don't have confidence or maybe they feel like it doesn't matter if it's or if it's not a, a value but it's about taking those steps though and following that idea and trusting that you know, maybe this would be a value to someone, you know, because it is something that the market's never seen before. So why don't I create it and put it out there and not push it off just because I think that what I'm creating is invaluable and shouldn't be published. Yeah, it's, um, no, it's perfect. And it's made me think a lot about, again, like I obviously know that I'm just plugging the word creativepreneurship over and over again, but the reason I do that is because of how much he's helping me as a person and as a business owner and as just a man in the world is because I found that when I associated with creator or artist and that was my identity, then I felt like that guy on the beach just kind of just producing things. Why would anybody want to read this? Like, why do people even like this stuff? Like, this is just my kind of way of doing things. There seemed no... Uh, perceivable value in me sharing any of it so I just didn't share any of it and then in when I went moved into the business world it was kind of like the opposite I was like why would I show that for business why would I not do you see what I mean so I've hidden away almost my creative talents I haven't blended them with business because I never thought they were a match Um, but then when again it was the same thing he was the guy was scared to make an asset to sell it that was essentially what was happening. He didn't even want money in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like this weird blend and everybody seemingly goes through it. And this halfway house where I found myself sat and becoming the artist of my business because I haven't, I went the other way. I was in business first and then moved artistry into it. Um, I'm noticing I'm just having so much more fun. Like this is to me my version of art almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just more fun. 
and I'm making more money, feeling way better, feel much more aligned and driven with using this term. So what I want this podcast and anybody that's listening to this that doesn't isn't giving themselves permission to combine art with business, use the word creative entrepreneurship, join our group and sail into the heavens. <laughs> it probably won't go like that. There'll be a lot of hard work involved, but that's kind of what um, I wanted to add to that, Kate, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing, Joshua. And um, it kind of brings me to the point where um, I was reading today Napoleon Hill, obviously. If you saw my video yesterday, you know that I'm reading the whole book of Law of Success. And today the lesson was about failure and about temporary defeat and getting you know, pushed back and how Napoleon Hill had seven turning points in his life. And all of them were completely unseen. Like, he didn't know they were gonna happen. None of them made sense to him. He w- and he was always chasing that money. He always thought that, the, that he just was at the end of the rainbow and that all of the gold that he ever envisioned was just going to be right there for him at the end of it. And every single time he was either cheated or fired or quit or moved on or moved into a different direction to him finally ending up being a writer and starting his own publication. You know, and then he realized that the intrinsic reward of money and the gold at the end of the rainbow that he was following wasn't what it was that whole entire life. And so, you know, me and Josh find ourselves in type, um, you know, me being in this um, online entrepreneurship for over a year now and, um, you know, doing things before that and Joshua being in the online world for three years now, you know, when we make these shifts and our lives and we view things as these temporary defeats that you know people could see as failures to a certain regard i'm very inspired to know that like we are now shifting into having a more artist perspective towards our business and you know really taking that knowledge that we have from the business world learning more about artists and the way that they do life and being able to incorporate it it's all facilitating this bigger picture of like who we're going to be in the long run and so if you're that person that you know has been pushed off because of your artistic artistic abilities or pushed off because of business and you feel like you've hit temporary defeats in one realm or another just know that they are building up over time for you to be this bigger picture creative preneur in whatever regard that you want to be that you know your skills are building over time and they are going to make sense over um, after a while and I tell Josh this all the time yeah and Kate touched on a lot of uh, really interesting points there but as you were talking about Big Hill and H the boy yeah. um, it was very interesting because I always thought I wasn't somebody that was doing things for money. <laughs> I always thought that wasn't me, but then it, I, that really actually was me. Like definitely 100% without a doubt. And I was following patterns of business, quote unquote, that from people I already knew that were getting success. And it started to work obviously, because whatever I put my mind to, I am good at. <laughs> I do have that confidence and self-belief that I'll make it work. Um, but very much the same never felt like ah just nah just wasn't really me and then especially more so recently with coaching clients that i have i just do it in my way that makes me feel good that is my art of helping people build themselves into what they want to be through with my guidance i'm just really good at that but i do it with a business mindset because what i used to do if you present it all the way in the deep art um the deep artist perspective, as it were, like the far end of the scale, it's very difficult for anybody else but you to actually understand what you're talking about. 
Nobody truly understands my artwork other than me, really what it means to me. So when you meet kind of halfway on this scale of between art world and business world, you land nicely in this little pocket of just doing things your way, but backed by principles that make money. And it's just like, holy shit, you put two and two together literally, and it just becomes five, not four. And it's been very, very eye-opening for me as an individual. So this is kind of like, again, permission for people that are running. And I'm going to talk a lot about people running from business world to the accepting the creator and artist world, because that's my journey. Mm -hmm. Kate's more so the opposite way, actually. And that's why we do so well as a partnership. But anybody that is in the business world that is just bored of what they're doing because they're like, what the hell is this? It's so boring. Just know that you can step into that creative power and combine both forces and you're going to get some feedback. And I've got a lot of videos and things on my own personal channels about how to deal with that fallout of rejection, people thinking you've gone mad, all of that sort of stuff. You can go and check that out there, but just know that you can make that jump into a creatorpreneur and start to become an artist. It's well fun just getting creating things and getting paid for it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's good to see Kate. And that's why I put Kate on the spot at the start of this episode <laughs> to make Kate step into the business world of pr pr like doing things in the a correct manner almost. And you did really well, like prefacing a show, anybody out there doing shows, the first 30 seconds to a minute is without a doubt the most important part. And that's why in my control sometimes, and I get worried, I don't always give that power away, but I'm learning that that's just a stupid belief I adopted and Kate's more than capable, but that's a multifaceted value takeaway. Uh, do with that as you will. <laughs> Back to you, Kate. Thank you, Joshua. And I think that something that you've helped me a lot with is inviting the business perspective into my artistic abilities and I'm very grateful for that um, and it is kind of just like a back and forth and a sweet spot at the same time because if you guys don't know um, PQNG news that Joshua creates with um, Freddie Carmelenko you know people see that and they're like how can he possibly ever make money off of that but when I see it I'm like oh that is a gold mine you know and like it's just based on the perspective perspectives that we give and take on it and I want to bring something else up real fast um, something that uh, Mr. Big Hill has taught me as well and something that he touched on in every single one of his turning points within his life he was always willing to offer more than he was paid for he was always willing to put in more work and was recognized and it was expected of him and here I go beating the table again it's like it should be in politics or something I swear um, but with uh, he always did more than he was expected to because that's what he knew would bring him success and so like if you guys if any of you are not creating in a certain way because you're like oh well I don't know if that's gonna get me immediate results or ah, oh, no one cares no one's gonna watch it no one's gonna like it no one's gonna do this this this, this. that doesn't matter you're just supposed to be doing more than you know that you're doing more than you're expected to do you're supposed to be doing more of what feels good for you to do and move in that direction and like trust in that path because it's not always about getting the re the instant gratification for what you're creating it's about really building this like legacy for yourself this long-term storyline for yourself in terms of seeing what your first creations are and where you're at now and just being like oh my gosh like i learned these new skills i learned this i have adapted this this and this and this and this and none of that ever goes unnoticed 
And that's why like me and Joshua have this group where we talk so much in it and we create so much within it because this is something that's very artistic to us is going live and being able to discuss our um, viewpoints on things and why we share a lot of the information that we do because we just want to do more. We know that we become stronger each time we do it and that we gain the skills that we need to gain in order to facilitate the bigger picture of who we are in the long run. Yeah. And uh, just adding to that, like, I definitely still get nervous when I, um, in a sense of like, am I, what, is this valuable to people? And I ask that a lot. If anybody follows my content, you'll hear me ask that a lot. And Kate just asked it early because that feedback is nice to know. Um, but it is easy to be like, wow, am I, is this even valuable? Should I be doing this many shows? Should I create that? Is this business going to work? But all of that's actually totally irrelevant because that's based on the other, the alternative is you just make it <laughs> and then that's it. All of that, what you just said goes away because it's all just things holding you back from just doing and just doing the thing and just being the thing and you can invest your energy worrying about what's not going to... Thank you. Oh, hello. Wonderful. Thank you. Galatea. Galatea. Great to see you here. Thank you for the comment. Um, and I'm glad you're finding value here. Um, anybody on the podcast, just go into the sponsorship section and just donate millions. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, obviously. Um, but the reason that the A versus B split test there in my head is A, do the thing add value, get over yourself and just do it, see what happens, B, invest multiple hours of my life fretting, stressing, worrying, panicking, what will they think, will it be good enough, will anybody tune in, will they comment, that's just expended energy that doesn't really have to be an expensive energy, right. you just take the time, like for example, I've been, I had clients all morning, so I started calls at 10am, it's now nearly 1pm, it's not even three hours in, you know what I mean like in what world wouldn't I make a podcast today because I think that I know in my mind that if I'd have heard these words two years ago I would have made the leap into creatorpreneurship I'd have got a coach I'd have done the things that I did sooner if I'd have heard this voice of reason because it's not like um, some people talk in sales pitch other people talk in beliefs one you get sold on one you start to believe in the difference in outcome is always unparalleled the ones you believe in change your life. The ones that get sold to you kind of just leave usually with a sour taste in your mouth and you're kind of a bit like me. Eh. Um, and that's what we teach as creatorpreneurs. And that's what I teach my clients as well is that way of selling through belief and evidence and research and all of the things that I do, like all of the stuff I'm saying on this podcast isn't just like off the top of my head. It's from years of this kind of journey that I've been on. And trying to add my insight to it and that's why i'm glad it's been received valuably um and the real big message is stop worrying life yeah. is literally like i said this to kate multiple times over the last 24 hours it's like oh okay i just realized we're actually not getting off this planet you know and i've had some i suppose a near-death couple of near-death experiences i suppose in the past um but that belief hadn't been ingrained and i was acting not in accordance with it when you really start to think about that shit, why on earth does anything matter why on earth does this Facebook comment matter, that matter, you know, like all that really matters and the gift of it is the being able to actually do the work. And I said this to Kate, like I read in a book or somewhere that we are entitled to the, to the labor and not to the fruits of the labor. 
And then therefore, if you can just find joy in the labor, you've already won. <laughs> and doing this is so much fun. Like, look, if anybody could see this on the podcast, because Kate and I are so uh, aware of talking too much and interrupting, we accidentally broke, well, I say we accidentally, my old swing arm for the microphone broke. And then instead of getting a new one, we've kind of fashioned what looks a little bit like a dildo <laughs> with a microphone attached to the end. It's made out of duct tape. And we pass it between ourselves when we have our turn to speak. And that in itself is just gives me so much fun to have a conversation with somebody that I really enjoy and give value to people, you know, and that doesn't come if you're just worrying about making stuff. So just go out there and make it and open that door to an incredible experience in your life. Right. And I think a lot of it does come with the confidence of not being like judged and oh, is this good enough? Is this valuable enough? But, you know, the first thing that I ever wrote, not so good. You know, the first, then the next thing, okay, it was a little bit better. The next time, next time, everything gets better over time. And like, you just got to be willing to accept that, that criticism that like, oof, you know what, this could be better. This could be just a little bit better, but I'm going to just go about it the next time with a fresh perspective, with an optimistic mind, and I'm going to make this the best it can be. Because like, you know, I love writing. Me and Josh both love writing. Um, and we've never really thought of ourselves as we, we were like, oh, maybe we'll write a book one day. But we think about writing scripts and stuff all the time. Like that's what we're into right now in terms of writing. I was looking on Amazon and you can just put your book on Kindle with no problem. They're like, OK, here, you know, if it gets approved, it gets approved. And it's like all of a sudden you have a book on Amazon on Kindle that people can buy like it's so it's so simple nowadays and we overthink it so much about getting started and getting our foot in the door when it realistically is you know have character write what you believe in do what you believe in create and what aligns with you and just follow your path and keep getting better over time because it's like you know the longer i'm in this online world i just realize that each person just jumps to the next best thing the next best thing to make money online like oh, well, if it's not network marketing, okay, then it's uh, it's coaching. But then if it's not coaching, then it's coaching other coaches and doing this and this. And I understand all of that is really important. And I'm and we're doing it in our own way where we're like going from one to the next. And like now we're here where we're wanting to coach people in a bigger, wide audience and do one-on-one -on -one services for people and really accelerate them to where they want to be. But I'm saying is that like not everyone has the same exact path. Not everyone is like paved for that one thing, but if we're always following what that next person is offering to us, do we really leave ourselves open to be able to create what we want to create? Or like, are we trusting our intuition and in what we're following and really creating what feels good for us? Um, that's something that me and Josh think about all the time. And I really invite you to think about it as well is that although what you're doing right now is completely necessary, you are exactly where you're meant to be. Everything is you know working out for you right now as long as you're taking action on what you're wanting to do and really putting your heart into what you're doing but remain open-minded about how your success is going to come about in your life and really embrace what makes you feel good and what you feel good doing every single day within the present moment on this earth because that's what I feel good about doing right now speaking and so that's what I'm doing and so I'm going to pass it over to Josh now wonderful thank you and uh just to translate that into um people from where i'm from speak and <laughs> uh, just because kate was touching on a lot of uh, broad uh terms there that may be but what kate is essentially saying is that if you have a small voice in your head that's telling you to 
create something or try something or change, what she's encouraging you to do is listen to that positive change and then just stay true to it and see it out and ride out that journey. Um, and just know that you will, it sounds fucking wacky, but you will be supported along that journey if it's heart led. If it's just for the money, yeah, you're going down a sketchy road. But if it genuinely is like from service, as a creatorpreneur leads with valuable service above all else, you, w you will always be supported in one way or another. So you don't have to take psycho risks. You don't have to go mad, but invest some time in the day rather than maybe Netflix. Invest two hours into writing that post or making that video and then see what happens and just know that when you merge the two together, artistry and business, and turn into creativepreneurship, a really enjoyable life experience awaits. Um, so I think that's a good place to wrap up the show. I agree. Um, this has been a very, very interesting episode <laughs> where we, we've talked a lot about blending the artist world with the business world into creativepreneurship and why that has been so impactful on our lives and why we strongly believe that you should do it too. So in a business sense, we're going to now throw in some beautiful call to actions. Um, if you've liked what you've listened to and you're not already in our free Facebook group called Creativity into Cashflow, you should be. <laughs> it's free and it's great and it's uh, we have a whole lot of fun. We do multiple shows a week that build on all facets of your creativepreneurship journey and there will be a free link below. That's the only advert we run on this show. Is a link to that group and occasionally some stuff to our website, which you can always find below as well. We write blogs on there um, somewhat regularly. We're still working on that aspect of delivery, but we've been honest, raw and authentic through our journey as creativepreneurs. Um, and we really like people like you that are listening. So request the group, get yourselves in there and have a good old time. And everybody that's joining live in the group and Gaia that joined us live and commented, I hope I've got your name right again. Seemingly struggling to remember how to say it consistently well. But thank you. I'm glad you found value here. I've been Joshua J. Daniel Stania. I've been joined by the wonderful K.M. Donolfo. And that has been episode three yeah. of the Creators Chronicle podcast. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>